see the few chairs in the front. together for the first the Shmuz in the winter's man, <clears throat> so I thought it would be a good idea to speak about for the winter's man, how to, how to maximize, how to hopefully keep the winter's man fresh. <clears throat> I'd like to begin with a marshal. There's some chairs over here. to begin with a marshal. Imagine a person buys a sapling. A sapling's a small little tree. And he wants to plant it like to, he knows that this tree could grow, could grow tall, this tree could yield fruit, <clears throat> could provide shade. He finds out exactly how to take care of the tree, how to water it, <clears throat> how to keep it strong, how to keep it sturdy, how to keep it straight. And he does that. He takes it, puts it in the ground, and he's watering it, and he's, he's keeping it straight. But then he looks in the backyard after a day, after two days, and he says, wouldn't it be nice if I put it maybe somewhere else? So he takes it out, he puts it somewhere else, and he keeps watering it. And the next day he says, instead of keeping it here, I'll put it somewhere else, I'll put a third place, a fourth place. And he's doing everything he's supposed to do, but he's not keeping it in the same place. It's not going to grow. Because in order for a tree to grow, it has to take root. In order for it to take root, it has to be kavua in its place. It has to be in a set place where it could take root. And the deeper, the stronger, the longer you leave it there, the more it takes root, the sturdier the tree becomes. But even if a strong wind comes or something pushes it, the stronger, the more entrenched the roots are, the more it's going to last. You know, the gift of the winter's man is you come into a tkufa of day after day, week after week, month after month, Hanukkah is two months away. A person remains in one place. A person could remain in one place. A person could do everything right, but if I'm not kavua, I'm here and then I'm there and I'm running away and I'm going, I'm in and out, I'm, never, I'm not in one place. A person doesn't take root. It doesn't mean that you can't water. It doesn't mean that it won't be kashmat. To what, in order for a person to grow, a person needs to take root. The more a person becomes rooted, the more a person becomes grounded, the more a person will yield, the more a person will produce, and then when the other things come up in life, and they come up in all of our lives, the things that push us, the winds of, 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 of time, the strong winds that come, the things that get a, catch us off guard, can't push us away if we're really grounded and we've really taken root. That I think as we're beginning the winter's mind, a good, something to think, a person could say to himself, this is so long, it's a, there's nothing to break it up. That's the myla. The myla of it is that I could, if I really want to, I really want to do this well, I, I have consistency. A person could become more grounded. The growth is something which, Mitzvah will be something that is more enduring. Practically speaking, the growth is now Yeshiva's learning Ksubas, the Chidah calls Ksubas, the Shas Katan. I'm sure you've heard it. A person could, could get Yediyas, a person could get Bekiyas, a person could get Havana. In big Sugyas, significant chunks. Sugyas, you know, which are, are relevant to significant parts of the Torah, significant parts of Shas. We come and we do. We become bigger. The Torah that we have is a Torah that's more solid. And something that we can enjoy the Paris from. And the shade and the comfort that comes along with it. In addition to being consistent, there's also a side benefit as well. Side benefit. You know, the ultimate Talmud, 
in the Torah was Yeshua ben Nun. Moshe Rabbeinu's ultimate Talmud. Yeshua, the Torah says he was always there. Whenever there was a shear, he was there. Whenever there was not a shear, he was there. He was like Mosh Mitai Cha'il. Moshe Rabbeinu is Nifter. Moshe Rabbeinu asks, the Gemara and Tamura says, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Yeshua, is anything you still need to learn? He says, Rabbi, I never missed a shear. I have it all. I have it all. I could repeat it all. Moshe Rabbeinu had nothing left to teach him. Moshe Rabbeinu had nothing left to teach Yeshua. Rashi in Parshas Pinchas brings down a Pasuk in Mishle to describe Yeshua. The Pasuk in Mishle says, Noitzar te'ena, person who's guarding a fig tree, Yochal Perio will be able to really eat its fruits. What's so special about guarding a fig tree? Medrash Tankuma says that a fig tree is unique in that all the figs do not ripe at one time. They do not ripen in one time. There's a fig, this, uh, on one day you'll have these figs that will ripen, another day other figs, the morning, the afternoon. The Malbim explains that if you don't get the figs as they ripen, then they're going to spoil. You have to get them in the right time. Another mile, a side benefit of somebody who's consistent, somebody who's always there, is that you don't miss opportunities. Sometimes things happen, sometimes there's a clarity, sometimes if it's in a shear, if it's in just an experience that happens in the base madrash, a moment of clarity that a person could have, in, we, don't, we're not, we don't always live with these moments of clarity, but they come and they're there. A, a new Havana, a new Chiddush, a new experience. These things are there if a person is always there. It's a side benefit. That's not the main benefit. The main benefit is what we spoke about before, that a person becomes entrenched, a person grows, a person, a person yields. But in addition to that, they don't missed opportunities. I'll mention something that happened in Yeshiva yesterday. After Shachris, those of you who have been in Shayasha for longer have experienced this more. It's my second time that I've experienced what goes on in Yeshiva on Rosh Chodesh after the, This is not the learning. This is Pashat just being in Yeshiva. Rosh Chodesh after davening for a couple of minutes. Everybody enjoys a good piece of herring. There was a lot of it. It was beautiful Nigunim. Started by Eitan Katz. And the Rosh Yeshiva sharing amazing Divrei Torah. Beautiful Divrei Torah about what it means to be part of a Chabur. And all that happened in 10 minutes. <laughs> you move on, and it's, if somebody wasn't here for Shachar, so somebody came a little bit later, that's not the main reason to come here. It's not the main reason to be here. It's not what this place is all about. But it's something that everybody felt so warm. You walked away feeling so tall, so enriched, so... Like, it's going to be an amazing month. It's going to be an incredible month. And there's opportunities like this that are happening all the time, that if a person is not where it's at, a person's not here, a person's not taking it in, so yes, I'm learning, yes, I have my chavusa, but these are things that a person really could gain and makes it so much more of a richer experience. It's also this bechina of Mozart to Eina Yochel period. But here's the, here's the problem. The problem is that when we do things in a consistent way, when we f- things fall into a routine, and that's what we're saying, the mile is be kavua, be here, day in, day out. It's the chesed of the winter's mind. Routine could become rote. When a person does things every day, the same thing, the same grind, the same thing, day in and day out, it could lose its, its specialness. And Chazal tells us that this is something you've got to be very careful. Rashim, I found four places in Chumash. It could be it's more. But there are four times, you know, I found it this morning, that, you know, that Rashi says that a person's got to find ways to keep Torah fresh. Just to go through them quickly, because we want to speak about the Eitzes. So in, 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 in Parshas Yisrael, when Kala Yisrael comes to Har Sinai, the Pasuk says, midbar Sinai. On this day, they came to Har Sinai. They came to Midbar Sinai. Rashi says, why does it say on this day? It should have said on that day. So Rashi, 
לא היה צריך לכתוב אלא ביום ההוא. מה ביום הזה? שיהיו דברי תורה חדשים עליך, כאילו היום נתנו. Person's got to seek aids to make דברי תורה, דברי תורה should be fresh. When I look at דברי תורה, they have to be new as though they were given today. Imagine if Matan Torah was today, and I get a chance to learn for the first time. And I'm intelligent, and I understand, and I... That's the way a person's supposed to learn. We say every day in Davani, Rashi says that the word means when a person learns, it should be as though the Melech sent you a letter today and this is the first time you've seen it. Even if you've seen it, who knows how many times. Rashi says again, the very Torah has to be as though you got it today. Fresh, new, fresh, new. Needs to be this way. We're learning all the time. Again. So how do I do it? I'm doing the same thing every single day. I'm learning it again. And what happens if I'm in a share that's not flying? And we're stuck on the same places day after day. It's not new. I've seen it before. What could I do? How do I keep it fresh? How do I keep it exciting? So I had a chiddush. I want to share with you the chiddush. Yeshiva Bakram liked to ask, so when do you start this month? What was the first day of this month? Second day of Rosh Chaydesh, the first day of Rosh Chaydesh. Which day was the beginning of this month? This is a very important question. I want to describe this as the, you know, the purpose of the wedding album. People spend a lot of money on photographers at weddings. They spend a lot of money on having a videographer at a wedding. What's the purpose of having an album capturing the moments of the life? The Icar purpose is, it's not just because you, like when you go on a trip you take pictures. It's when you're living with somebody day in and day out, a couple gets together, there's a tremendous amount of excitement when things start, but then things fall into routine. When a person has an album that they could flip through, when a person has a video that they could look at, when a person has ways to capture, look at the fire, look, look at the shine on my face, look at the shine on your face, look at how excited everybody was for us, everybody was part of the simcha, look at how much money was put into that simcha. It's a way to keep the freshness by, by one, by tapping back in. Those pictures are supposed to eternalize, capture the, the, the feelings, the excitement of, those, the fir, of, of how it all began. And when a person sees that and I could live vicariously through these pictures, live those moments again. It creates a freshness in the things that I'm doing. The Chiddush is as follows. I don't think that Shariyashat began this man on the first day of Rosh Chaydash. I don't think any yeshiva did. Or should. I believe that we began this man, the winter's man began last week. Last week was a yant of called Simchas Torah. Simchas Torah was a day, just, no matter where you were, no matter which yeshiva hopefully you were in, which shul you were dancing in, it was a day that there was dancing, dancing for hours on end. It was a day that there were circles. It's a day that we were singing at the top of our voices, Baruch HaLakeinu Shebranu Lechvaydai. It's a day that they were singing, we were singing, Ana Abda Dekut Shebrichu. Ashri Misha Amala Batayra. All of these things, it was last week. And we're singing and we're dancing, we're holding the Sifrei Torah in our arms. And those who were Zarka to be here in this building, and had the opportunity to see, he's not here in the room, I could say it, we had the opportunity to see the Rosh Hashiva dance, and dance, and dance. The, the Or HaTorah, like, beaming out of his face and grabbing any one of you that were within any close proximity to him, grabbing him. 
and pulling and sharing the Simcha, Simcha Satara, the Sushaaram, the putting back of the Sefer Torah, all becoming so consumed with Ava Satara, watching it. That was the beginning of the Zion. Simcha's Torah is not just a random Yantaf that's there. At the end, it's called the culmination of the Yom Narayim, the culmination of Sukkot, the culmination. It's not only a culmination. Sisu, Sisu is the end, but Simcha Besimcha Satoru, that's the beginning of the Zman. I really, really, really think that if there's ways that we could spend time, build in time to our schedules, to replay Simcha Satoru, if it's talking to a friend, if it's in your humming the Nigunim, jotting down a few thoughts, saying it into a recorder and listening to it, coming back to that is the equivalent of leafing through a wedding album. Watching, watching the film again. Remember how exciting it was when it started. We were so excited, we were so energized that people were saying that Shariyashu didn't see a Simchastara like this in years. People didn't see a Rashiva like this in years. People did, and if you weren't here, wherever you were, capture, replay those moments. That's the beginning of the Zman. That's the Chasimah that kicked off the winter zone. We needed a few days, I had to take down the sucker. A few things, yeah, you had to get a kaifetz, whatever else you had to do. Okay, you know, you need a few days. But that's the beginning of the zman. And I think that if we're able to come back to that, we could have a very enriched zman. You know, there's a pasuk by the carbon tamid. Carbon tamid is, it's the same thing every day. Same sheep in the morning, the same sheep in the afternoon. The pasuk says, The carbon tamid that we bring every day is the carbon tamid that was brought on harasina. What's he talking about? So Rashi says, the carbon tamid you bring every day is the same carbon tamid, the same oil that was brought by Harsina, either during the Shiva Simei or before Matan Torah. This farm the carbon tamid is the carbon tamid. What do you have to tell me that it's the same thing that was brought then? This farm says, so this in the Mishcha Shaman, he brings it from other farm. What Rashi is telling us is, that a person is supposed to think in his mind, yes, I'm bringing the carbon tamid every day. But remember the first time they brought that carbon tamid? was even before Matan Torah, whether it was during the Shiva Simeh Amiluim or the carbon oil that Moshe Rabbeinu had them bring right before Matan Torah. Remember, create that imagery. When you bring your carbon tamid every day, find a way to play in your mind what it was like when it started. Remember that excitement the first time we saw it. Remember how it all began. And as you're doing things that, that are routine, don't allow them to become rogue. Remember how it started. Build in time. Build in time just to, to replay it. If you see that it's getting a little dry, so speak to somebody else who was there. Chazer it over. Chazer over the events. Chazer it over. So that hopefully it could keep us fresh. It could keep us excited. You know, there's a Pasuk and Shir Hashirim that describes the eyes of Kali Yisrael as a Nayak Yayin. Our eyes are the eyes of doves. What's unique? What's so special about the eyes of a dove? Ravariya Levine was a Talmud of Reb Chaim Berlin in Yerushalayim at the end of Reb Chaim Berlin's life. So he, uh, he said he would watch whenever Reb Chaim Berlin would say Sheir Hashirim, usually Arab Shabbos, and he would get to the words Einayat Yoyim, his eyes would mist over and he would start to cry. So he asked him, you know, what's so emotional about the Einayat Yoyim? So he says, I want to tell you, I was a model in Russia. He was the Rav of Moscow. He, was, he said, I was a model. And it was under Tsarist Russia. <clears throat> he says, why would, people weren't always so open about the Yiddish guy. He says, one day somebody comes to the house. He worked in making crosses. Say, crosses. And he came and he said, I, 
really want to know I'm a yid. We just had a baby boy. We're not going to have anybody in the house on this and this time, this and this day. Please come and give us on the bris. So he says, it's my pleasure. I'll come. He comes, he does the bris. As he's leaving, he says, you know, I don't see anything Jewish in this house. You know, maybe you want to move to a bigger city, a different place. He says, no, we're very comfortable with our lifestyle. And he, made, he literally made crosses for a living. So he says, if you're comfortable with this lifestyle, why do you want to give a bris to your son? He says, we came from, from home, me and my wife, and we made a decision to become this. Our child is going to, when he grows up, will make his own decisions of who he wants to be. If he decides that he wants to live the life of a from the I don't want the fact that he doesn't have a bris mila to be something that holds him back. I want to be able to prepare him that if that's a decision he wants to make, the Yiddishkeit is still open to him. And the fear of an operation is not going to hold him back. He says, the Gemara says in Baba Basra that a yoyna, a dove, will only fly, you know how far? Enough that if it turns around, it could still see its uh, dove coat. It's, uh, dove coat is the, it's, it's home, it's house, it's, it's a place, it's cage, the place that it comes from. If it can't see it anymore, it goes back. A Nayef Yoinim, even a Yid who's fallen so down and fallen so far from Yiddishkeit, still wants to keep the door open that if they need to be able to come in, a I want to suggest that a way to keep things fresh is through Enayat Yonim. Enayat Yonim is to always make sure that we can see the starting point. The starting point of this man was not Tuesday. The starting point of this man is not yesterday. It wasn't Wednesday. The starting point of the winter's man is Simchas Torah. Always try to capture, wherever you were, any base medrash you were, capture those moments. Remember how it began. Remember the Simchas Torah. Remember the feelings, the commitments, I'm sure everybody had. I know that I did. I brought my children here that we should also be suffered, the, the, the Abbasat Torah. Commitments, Kabbalahs, the things that I accepted. I said things are going to be different, things are going to be stronger. And hopefully if we, if, if, if we do that, in Mitzvah Shem, you know, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't run into burnout, we shouldn't run into things becoming rogue because we have what to hold on to. I want to end off with two small thoughts. Actually, it's late, so with one small thought. <clears throat> at the beginning of Parshas Tetzave, I'm just, just asking in the future, the other could come a little earlier, you know, that we, we're supposed to start at one ten, so then we could actually just get in early. We started about eight minutes late today. <clears throat> at the beginning of Parshas Tetzave, I want to read you a passage and show you how some cipher reads it. Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to the people who are going to make the big day kahuna. And Moshe says, Rubansham says to Moshe, Go and speak to Kol Chachmelei. Who the Chachmelei? The wise of heart. Asher That I have filled with the Ruach Chachma. That they should make the big day Aaron. They, they should make the Begadim for Aaron. The words Asher Milesiv Ruach Chachma seem to be redundant. Speak to the Chachmelei that I have filled with the Ruach Chachma, that they should make the Begadim for Aaron. So the words that I have filled with Chachma seem to be redundant. The Chassam Seifer says, let me tell you how to read the Pasuk. You should speak to all the people who are Chachmei Leiv. And what should you tell them? Tell them that they are Chachmei Leiv. Asher Chachma. Tell them that they are filled with the Ruach Chachma. And Mamele, they'll be able to do whatever they're supposed to do. I'm standing here and I'm saying to everybody here in this room, don't forget, Simchas Torah was last week. It wasn't three months ago. It wasn't a year ago. It was just last week. 
you are filled with Ruach Chachma. Ruach Chachma means that there's a Ruach, there's a spirit of Chachma that's burning there. There's a spirit of Chachma, a spirit that understands the value of Chachma, the excitement towards Chachma. But also big they are, and once a person realizes that I'm filled with that, I'm energized with that, hopefully we could then, at Shetech, but we could put it into the various things, the various projects that we take on in Avodah Hashem, in Tefillah, and of course in the Limit Atari that we do in every day.